theme for this morning is turning the corner. Turning the corner. Malcolm knew from the moment he met Amber that she was the one for him. He recalls there was just something special about her. They were just friends, but her friendship was everything to him. One day he tells her how he feels, and she tells him, I like you, but I, I really like you just as a friend. She explains to him, we're good friends, and I don't want to mess up the awesome friendship that we have. And so he responds to her, I'm willing to wait. Time flowed with them like water in a river. They shared and supported one another through college. Malcolm could not shake that he just felt something special for Amber. And so they remained friends until they became something more. And on Amber's birthday, March 18, 2023, Malcolm showed up to take her out to dinner. She was dressed up in a beautiful yellow dress and string high heel shoes with a light coat. It is Chicago after all. Her hair was freshly done and her makeup was on point. Amber is dazzling in that birthday glow. But Malcolm is acting kind of funny. He's driving, he's fumbling. He just doesn't seem like himself. They stop by her parents' house. They enter and then they turn a corner. Now right here, I'm inviting you to employ your creative minds imagining what was around the corner. This is not just another birthday. As Amber turns the corner, it becomes clear to her that Malcolm has got love on his mind. As she turns the corner, the journey that they have been on begins to become clearer as the tears well up in her eyes. As she turns the corner, she sees her 99-year-old great-grandmother sitting in a chair. As she turns the corner, she sees family and friends. As she turns the corner, she sees 30 smartphones all held up with their camera lights on, recording her movements. As she turns the corner, rose petals are all on the floor. As she turns the corner on the wall hangs a red curtain and big white block words arranged on the floor, marry me. As she turns the corner, Malcolm gets down on his knees and he lets the words flow from his heart. I would be a fool to let this day pass. I pray that we get to do this life together when some other words come out of his mouth. When he pulls out the box, she bows on her knees as well. She leans into Malcolm. She says, absolutely. But that's not how this story starts. 
For Lent, the 40 days preceding Easter, we've been talking about grief. We've been discussing there is a time for everything under the sun, including grief, including loss, including sadness. We've been talking about that emotion that follows having your world turned upside down. We make room for everything else. Why not our praying? Prior to Easter, prior to getting to the corner, we have been discussing the large terrain of loss. Prior to Easter, we've been talking about how the night comes before the day, rain before sunshine, and on the Monopoly board, everybody passes go, but they also pass jail and life struggles. Prior to Easter, we wanted you to know it's okay to not be okay. Not every day is a good day, and not every day are we on our A game. Real talk, prior to Easter, we have been discussing how loss will take you under for real, for real. The church can potentially give people permission to be where they are even on today. We discuss grief and how to show up for others without the temptation to be judgmental. Not everything that comes up has to come out. Amen? Nobody is asking you to save their soul. They need you to hold the heavy space of grief. That is all. But Easter today is inviting us to turn the corner. This is where we enter the biblical passage for today. We arrive and Mary has not yet made it to the corner. She was in that some might describe a living nightmare. She understood a thing or two about grief. She was living out a nightmare that just kept getting worse and worse. She came to the tomb because her loyalty demanded she be there. But when she got there, she couldn't find Jesus. I know where he was, but I don't know where he is. Standing there in the pain of it all, she just sticking to the one who has stuck to her. It's one thing to misplace your keys. It's one thing to misplace one's umbrella when it's raining cats and dogs. It's one thing to not be able to find that item that you're looking for, but a whole body is missing. Jesus is like gone. Make it make sense. Do the math. Mary had not reached the corner. She's already thick with grief. It didn't have to end this way. He was minding his own business, trying to assist and anchor, help and heal, love and listen, pray and provide. And this is what happens. This is where it comes to. By the way, are you following what's going on in Nashville? So a gun person comes into a school and kills six people. And so these six people got hundreds, no thousands of people questioning safety for humanity, but especially kids. And so kids, youth, young adults are marching. They are protesting, talking about a revolution. It is often young people who will, in fact, lead the way with just enough energy and righteous indignation. So two young Democrats joined the protest. So the Republicans have decided their behavior was insurrection, Insurrection? I thought January the 6th was insurrection, but hey, forgive me. And vote to expel these two men. Another one of these do-gooders, another two of these do-gooders, another three of these do-gooders. This is what happens when good people decide enough is enough. This is what happens when good people decide they can be silent no, not, no longer. This is what happens when good people decide to be a part of the solution. But that's before we get to the corner. Amen. Mary shows up. 
She could have stayed in bed. Mary shows up and she's getting closer to the corner, but she's not there yet. Mary is determined to do this one last thing for Jesus. How many of you know when you show up, God shows up? Somebody ought to say amen right there. When you take one step, God takes two. Somebody ought to say amen there. When you stretch out your hand, God reaches back and says, baby, I got you. When you push your way through, things happen. Somebody ought to say amen. It ain't over until it's over. As long as there is breath in your body, God can do something miraculous. When you have skin in the game, God notices. And we still haven't made it to the corner yet. Get up. Life happens. Continue. Sometimes we have to hit the pause button. Y'all know what that pause button is? Sometimes we got to rewind. Sometimes we have to start all over again. But I don't have to tell you that. Life takes our breath away. We all get some hard knocks. Put on your big clothes. This life is not easy. Somebody ought to say amen. This life ain't easy. Get up. Keep coming. Keep walking, keep praying, keep living a life of faith, keep standing up for the injustices of the world, keep speaking up for the voiceless, keep close to God. And if you fall, baby, get back up. Keep coming, keep reading your Bible, keep going to adult Bible class, keep being followers of Christ, keep it up, keep coming, because you're going to reach that corner. Mary turns the corner, and when Mary turns the corner, Mary sees Jesus. Mary turns the corner and hope returns to her. Mary turns the corner and she listens in as Jesus gives her instructions to report back to the disciples. Mary turns the corner and her faith is restored. Mary turns the corner and she's able to recognize Jesus. I've just seen Jesus and he's what? He's alive. Mary turns the corner and finds the center of her joy. Mary turns the corner and she's able to breathe. She's able to exhale. Mary turns the corner and she discovers there's more to this thing called life. So Justin Jones has been expelled from the Tennessee House of Representatives, but we haven't made it to the corner yet. Justin is a longtime activist who first came to Nashville to attend Fisk University. He also went to seminary at Vanderbilt. And when he left California, his parents said, son, don't go down there and do what you do in California. They tried to warn him, but soon enough, he had to live out his faith. He could not be silent about his convictions. And now the guy who had a small platform turned the corner. You can thank the Republicans for that. They voted him out. Whereas only the people in Nashville knew him, now the whole world knows him. Turn the corner with me. Because they have given him a national platform. They have actually made the message louder. More than joining in, we've made it to the corner. The world is watching Tennessee, Justin Jones says. What is happening here today is a farce of democracy. We are turning the corner, and just like the message of gun control cannot be silenced, the message that Jesus is alive cannot be silenced. Love cannot be silenced. We are headed in the wrong direction as a warning cannot be silenced. Love is powerful, cannot be silenced. Young people standing up and saying, please, adults, protect us against gun violence cannot 
be silenced. Young people crying over classmates cannot be silenced. And when our youth walk out of schools to say we need laws to protect us, that message cannot be silenced. We are turning the people, God's people. They thought they had knocked Jesus off too, but he's alive. Somebody say, he's alive. Jesus is risen. Jesus is back. We are turning the corner. Are you there? He's alive. Jesus has risen. Our faith is built on nothing less than Jesus. The one who took one for the team is back. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, turning the corner. So many people doubt him, but I can't live without him. Turning the corner. Jesus is real to us. Turning the corner. Jesus, Jesus is back. Turning the corner, Jesus gives Mary a message, and by proximity, Jesus gives us that message too. We got work to do. We have a message of hope and love to share. Turning the corner, Jesus, the light of the world is back. Turning the corner, Jesus, Jesus is back. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take him at his word. Turning the corner, turning the corner. Maybe you're going through. Maybe you're feeling stressed, depressed, and blessed. They can't all happen at the same time. Maybe this grief thing has got you. Maybe you are carrying around something heavy that you can't talk to others about. Maybe you're in the wilderness. Maybe you don't even know how to explain where you are. You can't even tell people how to get to you because you don't know where you are. It's time for us to turn the corner. It's time for us to turn the corner. It's time for us to turn the corner. Amber had no idea what was in store for her. She was just putting on her birthday suit and some clothes on top and glowing and ready to go out and have a good dinner. She knew it was her birthday. And she walked right into a beautiful proposal. When she came around the corner, she felt all the love poured out. She says, when I saw my great-grandmother, I became full, full of love. I need you all to know today that Easter invites us to come around the corner. Easter invites us to come around the corner. Easter invites us to come around the corner. Michael, come around the corner. Deb, come on around the corner. London, come around the corner. Danielle, come around the corner. Olivia already coming around the corner. We don't have to invite her. <laughs> Easter invites us to go from lamenting to rejoicing. Easter invites us to experience the best of what Jesus has to offer. Amber shouldn't be the only one that walks around the corner and feels the love of God. Each of you are loved by God. I don't think the church says that enough. We say a whole lot of stuff. But I need you guys to come around the corner and experience, 
and know that you are loved by God. That Jesus came down to earth for you. Easter invites us to experience the best of what Jesus has to offer. Easter invites us to welcome the love of God in our hearts, in our life. Easter invites us to come around the corner. Y'all going to come around the corner? Amen.